but there is nothing inside me. I'm filled with darkness. I opened up a second bottle of Complete, then turned on my computer and spoke to Edward. Like Laura, Edward is a shadow, a speech recognition program connected to a computer with reactive intelligence. After you purchase and download a shadow, you can pick their sex, age, language, and general personality. There are shadows that can tell jokes, help you stop smoking, or say that they love you. You can spend the day chatting with a shadow programmed to be a cute teenage girl or a shadow who sounds and acts like your mother. Hello, Edward. Good evening, Mr. Underwood. Edward had a British accent and was programmed to be polite and formal. How may I help you? Please show a boy for Baxter. From the beginning, sir. Yes, thank you. A Boy for Baxter is a documentary film about a boy named Gordon who is given a specially trained service dog named Baxter. Gordon is a Native American child whose brain was damaged in utero when his birth mother drank alcohol and sniffed gasoline. He was adopted as a baby by Don and Pat Miller, a Quaker couple with two other children. The movie begins when Gordon is eight years old. He throws toys at his sisters, tries to jump out of a car window, and pulls all the paint cans off a shelf at a hardware store. But Gordon's tantrums are the most spectacular part of the film. He lies on the floor, screaming and pounding his fists. When Pat tries to help him, the boy picks up a lamp and smashes it against the wall. After several boring scenes where Gordon's parents talk to psychologists and cry, a service dog agency agrees to see if the boy can live with a pet. This is when Gordon meets Baxter, a German shepherd at a dog training school in Oregon. During the weeks after I left the Ettinger Clinic, I watched one particular scene hundreds of times— Gordon is at the training school with his parents and two sisters, but somehow Baxter knows that he's supposed to be attached to this human unit. The dog's head tilts to the left, then tilts to the right, and then he jumps up onto a sofa next to the boy. The rest of the film shows Baxter and Gordon together. When Gordon is worried or distressed, the dog pushes him down, gets on top of him, and licks his face. If the boy lies on the floor screaming and curled up in a ball, the dog pushes his muzzle through the locked arms as if he is forcing open a puzzle. I would like to own a service dog that would be trained to perceive the different emotions displayed by human units. The dog would bark or wag its tail or lick my hand to tell me what someone else was feeling. Together, we would be a, almost a person. The following morning, I took another shower, drank a bottle of Complete, and wrote a message in soft language to Miss Holquist, the woman in charge of the special services section. Miss Holquist is my supervisor. 
She picks my targets and pays me when I've completed an assignment. Made a successful presentation to the customer. No further meeting is necessary. Later that day, my payment would be transferred to an account with a British-owned bank on the island of Malta. For my day-to-day expenses, I keep a few thousand dollars with an American bank that has ATM machines all over the city. Both banks require that you use an optical fingerprint sensor when you access your account. My real fingerprints would have been tracked back to my previous identity, but Miss Holquist solved that problem. When I changed my name, she gave me three gummy fingers made out of soft plastic. Each finger had the loops and whirls of an unregistered print that was probably taken from someone who lived in a jungle. If I pressed one of these plastic fingers against a sensor pad,